0: Hello you guys, I just wanted to make a few very exciting announcements before we get into our season finale, and that is that myself and Katie, as well as Lisa from Ghostly Seen Goods on Etsy, and Tess from At Invisible Theme on TikTok, are all putting together the first ever Gaylor Fest. Gaylor Fest is going to be on July 23rd and 24th. It's completely online, it's all a virtual event, and it's just going to be a place where gaylers can gather, do activities, listen to presentations, do presentations and lectures. We are looking for presenters and volunteers to help us organize the event, so if you're interested, all of the links are going to be in the podcast description, and if you could please have your volunteer or presenter form filled out by May 20th, that would be amazing. Um, But June 1st by the latest. And of course, if you just want to attend Gaylorfest, Fest, which is wonderful, go ahead and get your email on our email list. And to get your email on our email list, go to GaylorSwift.com and you will see a spot for the forms to enter your email for the email list and did I forget to mention that we're working with Lisa to create GaylorSwift.com hello it's just gonna be an ongoing project archive of Gaylor content including theories queer lyrical analysis gayler history all the famous little queer codes that we know and love that we talk about here on the archers as well and we're also just hoping to make it a safe place for gaylers to chat and post without fear of being doxxed or harassed by hitlers so you guys, the full website is going to be launching in early June. Please stay updated with us on Twitter. And also, we just made a new TikTok account. So go and follow us there. All of the links will be in the description for GaylorFest Fest as well as GaylorSwift.com. And yeah, we will see you in season two of The Archers. And please enjoy our season finale. And we are so excited for these projects. Check out GaylorSwift.com. We'll see you at Gaylorfest. Fest. I think it's true rumors are terrible and cruel but they're true
1: yeah that's my question
0: interesting because i don't know how that can
1: season one finale of The Archers. Hello, Madison. How are you doing today? I am doing great,
0: Katie. I woke up to very exciting news this morning, so it just really started off my day great. I'm really happy to be recording our final episode of
1: this season on this day of all days. So for any listeners, whether you're listening first day or in the future. Today is Thursday, May 5th. 2022, and we are getting the first Taylor single since Red. The first new Taylor song since Red Taylor's version dropped in November of 21. Uh, so it has been six months since we've gotten a new Taylor song. And it just so happens to be Lizzie's half birthday today. So happy birthday, Lizzie. <laughs> Oh my god! Happy half birthday, Lizzie! Happy birthday, Lizzie! Great day. (laughs) Of course, the new song that's being released at uh, midnight—so technically May sixth—is this love Taylor's version. Can you believe that? It's like an actual fantasy. Exactly. It really is like an actual. Thank you, Taylor. (laughs) Exactly, Taylor. It's an actual fantasy. The first thing I saw this morning was, like, a screenshot of the Prime series that is debuting. I think I saw a screenshot that was like, Thank you, Taylor, for letting us use your song in our new trailer, and then it, like, the hashtag was something 1989 related, or the hashtag was something Speak Now related? I think the hashtag was something Speak Now related, and then the lyrics were lyrics from This Love. And so people this morning, like early this morning, were like, "Oh my god! Like, what song is this? Like, going to be in the trailer? Like, bubble? Like, what? What's it going to be? Like, there's hints to everything. Um, because then you know the word debut." speak now references and lyrics from this love which is of course from 1989 like so people were very confused and then when the trailer dropped and it was this love like i never at any point ever imagined that the single this random amazon show would be talking about would be this love like, how lucky are we? I woke up in the middle of the day,
0: as per usual, to you actually texting me the link um, in a group chat. And I was like, oh my goodness. I clicked it and I literally thought that it was a fan edit. Like, I thought that the cover art from, like, her thumbnail on her page was a fan edit. When I heard it, I thought I was still dreaming because I was, like, kind of half asleep. But, like, the minute I saw it, ta- I was like, huh? I literally thought I dreamt it because I was like, oh, we were just talking about this. So I'm like imagining that I'm hearing this love right
1: now. Me too. I was like, oh, this is like a remix of this love. Right. I was like, oh, that's cute. (laughs) Yeah. Someone just made a fan cam of this Amazon show to a remix of, of this love but no, it was the official trailer.
0: Yesterday, I saw Swifties on my timeline. I don't know if they were Swifties, Galers, whatever. Someone, fan accounts for Taylor, and they were taking screenshots of um, posts from that movie's, like, page or like it was either Twitter or Instagram. But there was some Taylor references in their posts already the past like week. Like Swifties were starting to pick up on it and they were like, What is happening? What's she releasing with this movie? Da 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 never in my wildest dreams, pun intended, would I have thought. I was like, yeah, she's probably, you know, putting a song to this movie, whatever. I was like, maybe it's like evermore folklore. Yeah. Even red, like Taylor I was like, whatever. Exactly. Kept scrolling. Didn't even like try to look into it more. Yes.
1: Joke's on us. Egg on our face. Yeah, that's what happens when we stop expecting things from her. Yeah, she delivers.
0: I was scrolling and I was like, she hasn't done anything in a while. I'm not even going to mm-hmm. bother looking into if there's going to be a song uh-huh. for this movie. It's fine. That's yep, That's right. I don't want to get my hopes up.
1: I feel like she genuinely, truly really pushed the Met Gala narrative that she would be at the Met Gala. Like, I feel like she hyped it so much just to bait and switch. Literally bait and switch.
0: Like, it literally all lined up. It all lined up in my head. The minute I saw the post. I was like, this is
1: why she didn't go. Yes, exactly. This is why she didn't go. But like also when you think about the rumors that were circulating about her going, they were all Taylor is going to the Met Gala to promote her new music. Literally the ghost of Taylor Swift, the mere act of her not going to the Met Gala acted As promotion for the music that would follow a few days later. Yep.
0: What? Why didn't we think of this, Katie? Why didn't we? Why didn't we call this? I I kind of think that we did. Yeah, in, in many ways I think we did. I, d- I didn't think we knew
1: when. Did I? Okay. But we called this love. Didn't? We did call this love. And also on our Patreon exclusive live stream we did on Sunday when we were all like manifesting. Didn't I literally say right. I think that she's going to release three albums at once? I truly think that I said that she's going to release a
0: bunch of let's, them. Before I finish editing this, let's find that and see because that would be insane it really because we really did a manifesting ritual at the end of our live
1: stream yes we did um so we'll see we'll see what the record says
0: I am currently editing this episode, and I cannot find the clip of Katie manifesting three albums dropping out one. However, I don't doubt that Taylor would do that, and I also have heard Katie share that theory with me before. So, if Taylor does drop all three albums, all credit goes to Katie.
1: Uh, But anyhow, like, I'm very excited. I love when she teases us and makes our expectations go on a roller coaster, and then delivers immediately. She literally knows exactly how to push us to the breaking point and somehow snap us back. Props to Tree Pain, honestly. This is me genuinely giving
0: props to Tree Pain Mm -hmm. as a premium PR. Mm -hmm. That's right. Because no one does it like Taylor. No one does it like her. No artist, Casey my partner this morning when I was like watching the trailer and I was reading the caption I was explaining to him I was like no yeah like there's blank spaces in between this word so like da 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 and also like she said debut which like is her first album and like I was trying to explain all of these things and he was like it's crazy that you guys are doing like calculus in a group chat right now because she has driven you to this point yes. you know that she very well could be plotting that way
1: i have to say like i once was at the point of being like i can't believe i'm doing this i can't believe she's driven me to this point and especially because it was a year ago april 30th that was my first rodeo if you will
0: everything came crashing down everything came crashing down
1: i was this was my first time as a gayler as a swifty everyone was speculating that april 30th would be the day that she dropped something everyone thought it was 1989 And instead what happened on April 30th when everyone was expecting a surprise announcement was she said that she was listening to Girl in Red on repeat, Uh, which was literally like life changing. That changed everything for me. I will always remember me sprinting across my apartment screaming when I saw a screenshot of that story. Like, screaming. I couldn't believe it. And then I had to explain to Lizzie what listens to Girl in Red means in slang. Oh, and Lizzie had already kind of been on to Gaylor a little bit, right? Because of Ivy? Yes. Lizzie and I were both obsessed with April 30th at this point. Like, we were so in it together. Yes. So when she saw that she was like I don't get it like why are you freaking out because she didn't know that do you listen to girl in red is slang for are you gay I also was waiting for April 30th but I was
0: still like very closeted at this point I'm, like still listening to folklore and evermore very privately wow, wow, wow. <laughs> to the point that like I wouldn't even tell my friends. but I was like listening, listening. and waiting yes. but then but when I saw her story because I had refollowed her at this point on Instagram and when I saw her story I was like, "Is this fake?" Like (laughs) again, I thought it was like someone else. I thought it was like a friend of mine. Like and
1: yeah, that was really Taylor that did that. That was I love you. I love you, Taylor. I love you, Taylor. It's all for you. That's how I feel on this thirteenth episode. Yeah, it's all for you. So anyway, suffice to say, it is late evening Thursday night. We will be recording our blessed, sacred pronoun episode that we are so very happy to be recording and we will end the episode with a live response to hearing the full version of this love taylor's version what a beautiful beautiful season finale this is if i do say so myself When I tell you I'm so excited for this episode. Yes. I'm
0: so excited.
1: (laughs) So am I. I was already Uh, so
0: excited because it's pronouns. Exactly. But then getting to celebrate at the end. Yes. Oh, beautiful. We listened to your guys' suggestions for her best pronoun bait and switches. And we just pulled the songs from there, went ahead and found all the little pronoun usages, all the weird stuff. I mean, most of these I feel like we're all on the same page. Exactly.
1: Like, we all know what the crazy ones are, right? you know? Yeah. And I think the thing too is, is that even if there are ones that are, like, notable and they're not explicitly the ones here, mm-hmm. I think we'll still mention them when we're analyzing these. Because Taylor exactly. songs have a way of, like, linking together. what but- we're yeah. It's a map. An, an analysis. Yeah, exactly. It's a map. Uh, Yeah. Okay. So let's jump right in. What would you say was the most requested song? This was so interesting to me
0: because this is the first one that always pops into my head. And I didn't know that it was for everyone else, too. Oh. And it's The Way I Loved
1: You. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. To me, this is... Okay. The... Patsy Klein's song, He's Not You, that is like the original, The Way I Loved You. And it's why that mm-hmm. song is like number one on the list of songs that I would love to hear Taylor cover because it's like the OG, He is okay, but you... Oh, it's just so sapphic. Yeah, The Way I Loved You was very
0: requested. Because it is an older Taylor song. Yeah. Was never a single. Yes.
1: So, like, Gaylor's claimed that I, I was it's about not to like say. it's just like. Exactly. I mean, I think that's the thing. It's very similar to how, why Mary's song was one of our must-dos for debut. Because it is, mm-hmm. you know, also a very, like you said, when you were younger, it was a skip for you. But yeah, Mary's song is very similar with The Way I Loved You in that. Sapphic's rise like it's very apparent to all of us now
0: oh the other very popular
1: one of course was the very first night of course talking about a bait and switch the reason I love that one is because it's the first time in my memory like the first time that I can think of where she does a bait and switch like that Where, I mean, someone did point out that in the song Red, there's a lot of internal rhymes that would actually sound better with her, but they're so, as opposed to like him, like Maserati, like it's just when you put in her, it sounds very interesting instead of he, which I, which I think is so, no wonder, no wonder it sounds better with
0: her. Yes. Because that's one of those songs that, like, I sing her on accident and then I'm like, yes. Yes.
1: I love her internal rhymes. Me too. Me too. Which is, like, and I'm so used to finding the magic in internal rhymes. Which is why the very first night, it's so bold. Because it's not internal even a little bit. No. No. it's completely ends the verse. (laughs) Oh, it's it's incredible. Like, literally A.A., B. C. Like, that's a, it, nuts.
0: And the fact that everyone noticed, not just Gailers that it was, like, released recently, so everyone kind
1: of had that, like, Gaylor ear uh-huh. on it already. you know what Exactly. I mean? Yeah, even the Hettlers. So amazing. Even the Hettlers, because they spend so much time combating all the rumors that all of us meanie Gailers are putting onto her. They're primed to, like hear it so that they can negate it and uh, so many of them didn't even know what to say.
0: They're trying to emphasize the you. That's what a lot of them said. But I was like that's still gay because if you know how she uses you in her discography you would know that that's still gay.
1: And also like if she wanted to emphasize you why choose a lyric that rhymes with her? Exactly. She could have used a lyric that rhymes with another word. Mm-hmm. but she literally it could have rhymed it, exactly or if she wanted to emphasize you and she, she could have just chosen a, a sentence before it that didn't rhyme with you that also didn't rhyme with her like and also a lot of the hate or not the hate but a lot of the um criticism of thinking that it's her i remember they were like it's not grammatically correct As if she's not constantly saying he and then you in all of her songs. Yeah. Luckily, we have all the right opinions of Taylor's music. (laughs) Right,
0: right, right. Um, Thank God. someone has to do it right exactly (laughs) (laughs) we went ahead and did a little bit of searching to find taylor's use of pronouns in her um recent albums i did folklore and evermore only just because i don't know it seems more intentional nowadays i think for folklore and evermore when i was going back into other albums and doing pronouns it just all seemed like bearded in a way that's, like, she wasn't intentionally using pronouns in the way that she does now. She still was, for sure, but, like, in a different way, because at that time she was trying to beard, and now she's trying to not. Exactly, yeah. It was just weird when I was counting the other albums. I was like, this isn't the same kind of deal as it was with Folklore and Evermore. But for Folklore, I only counted three times that she used he, him, or talked about a man or a boy. Three times. She, her, or, like, a woman or a girl, 11 times. Wow. This is excluding The Last Great American Dynasty and Epiphany, just because... Yes, yes, yes. Those are two very, like... They were two-storytelly. It would have thrown the numbers off. Totally, you know? yeah. Um, so then, of course, the, most of the album is You, which is, like, most of her discography, which we'll get to. <laughs> the other interesting part of folklore is her only mention of men or using he-him pronouns is in Illicit Affairs and Exile. And in exile, it's sung by Justin Vernon. So, which I thought was really funny, just because in Long Pond she's like, I just really liked that part sung in a lower register, and I'm like, oh, you like when men sing about other men? Gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. That's what feels safe for gotcha. her. She likes right, that. exactly. Yeah. And that felt validating for me, honestly. Now yeah. I, that whole part in Long Pond, I'm like,
1: oh yeah, slag. I mean, Love that. there's just something that's so gay about times that she talks about girls, even if it's supposedly. I mean, we could talk about this, and we will. We could talk about this. I, I could go on and on and on, and I will, about how, like, it's so sapphic when she says, Indelicate, do the girls back home touch you like I do like even though she's not talking about the girls touching her it's still so fucking sapphic so like for the male gaze to be in Justin Vernon's voice about another man like I see him standing like Justin Vernon is watching another man standing and watching his arms wrap around around someone else's body. body Yes, that's a, so fucking gay. Yes, so like I just, it any sort of like same sex interactions are I, I hate the term same sex, but like boy and boy and girl and girl. <laughs> <I guess. laughs> right? Yeah. Anyhow, you know what I'm saying.
0: It's so crazy because then I'm like, oh okay, so what she was saying in Long Pond was that Joe was singing gay parts. Of exile, like I hear exile differently now after seeing this difference of like pronouns. I love that, really looking at it. I don't know, it's just homoerotic, like Justin Vernon's whole part. But then, illicit affairs is the only other time, and it's leave your perfume on the shelf that you picked out for him. Like, it doesn't even have to do with her, that you picked out just for him, 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 him. It's like so painful to say him. Him. They're like, they're like, Taylor, you have to talk about a man one more time <laughs> one more. in this album for us to approve it. One more time. She's like, him,
1: him, That's Chip Lady's voice. <gasps> you think so? Chips. Yeah. Him. That's the voice we always use. Chips. Oh, my God. Is Illicit yeah. Affairs about Chip Lady? We found Chip Lady, by the way. We found... Well... <laughs> We did. Um, Have we gotten a response about if she's a Gaylor or not yet? One of our... No, we haven't. ...devoted listeners did reach out to Chip Lady for us and asked if they were a Gaylor.
0: On behalf of... On behalf behalf of of
1: the Gaylor community. Can we count on your vote?
0: We're asking the important questions. Yes. Okay. To the important people.
1: (laughs) To like, Chip Lady, Uh, if only she knew Mm -hmm. that she would be canonized in Gaylor world... As the subject of illicit affairs. <laughs> I just meant for being chip lady, but yeah. Also, if she wants that, we can draft that Both. narrative.
0: <laughs> PowerPoint coming soon. <laughs> so on Evermore, he, him, man, boy, five times. She, her, woman, girl, three times. But this almost felt offensive to like my heart and soul because I couldn't even count um, a she, her, woman, girl in Dorothea, really. Or Gold Rush, because she's not, she never uses she, her pronouns. She never says woman, girl, but they are so incredibly coded that I went to those songs expecting to have more counts, right? Yeah. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Like, you can look at the pronouns, but then you're like, okay, there is more man pronouns, but also every mention of man in Evermore is so...
1: negative you know why isn't anyone talking about how she named one song in folklore betty and another song in evermore dorothea and they're both love songs to girls Mm -hmm. like what is going on in the public brain it's from a man's perspective katie i'm so sorry okay moving on It's from the man. The man's perspective. That's perspective. Now that I do agree with. Yeah. yeah it is from the man's perspective. It's from my, my man. It's from our- That's yeah, my man. That's my man. And that's their perspective.
0: Um, also, I excluded nobody, No Crime and Marjorie in that count. And just to be clear, these counts probably aren't accurate. I was doing it at like 11 p.m. So great. And I was like <laughs> a little bit
1: high. So wow,
0: <laughs> they might not be accurate. There might be one or two or three off. Sure. But it brought some good thoughts to me. So <laughs> fab. And then we looked into it a little bit more on this wonderful website that tells you how many times Taylor uses a word in the song. She uses... She and her in 50 songs. She uses his and him in 48 songs. She uses you in 183 songs. If that isn't the most gay data you've ever seen, then I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, that's that's gay data. data Yes, gay data. Gay data. Exactly, data yeah. But yeah, I just thought that was crazy. And she doesn't use hers at all never in case not once she uses she her and she uses his but not hers no things belong to men in her songs but things don't belong to
1: women and no her songs. only to you yeah they're yours but they're never hers <gasps> yeah we should look up yours too
0: yeah let's look up yours let's let's look up
1: yours Live gata. L- Live gata. Mining. Gata mining. We are gata miners. So yours is used in 9 songs. Isn't that interesting? What about your? Oh yeah. 156 songs.
0: Now I'm all about you. Yeah, you weren't kidding. <laughs>
1: That's so true. She's all about <gasps> Wait. Have we ever talked about what if the song means I literally only use you pronouns now? Now I'm all about you?
0: So true. He's passing by rare as the glimmer of a comet in the sky. I use he rarely on occasion when I have to. And when I refer to him, he has nothing to do with me. And it's sung by Justin Vernon. (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit. Long story short, her rhymes better. Mm hmm.
1: Now I'm just, like, making shit up. That's part of this podcast, and it's important to honor that. <laughs> that is
0: exactly all we do. Exactly. <laughs> is make things up. Precisely. That is all we do here. Precisely. Sorry, it's just hilarious to look at this. The only mention of men in Evermore is Ivy and Tolerate It and the song Evermore. In Ivy, he's going to burn this house to the ground and Tolerate It, it's that man. In Evermore, it's good man, and he hurt her, so... No good inflection there at all. Where are the, the...
1: Wise men? Toe stands? Where are the toe stands? In our listeners? Yeah, like, no. I know they're not here. Yeah.
0: Where are they in terms of, like... How do they... Like, if they saw that data, what would they think?
1: They don't... I don't think they think anything of it. Like, I think that they're like, yeah, you. She's just being... You know, she's being, she's writing songs like Love Letters directly to them. It's so interesting. Like,
0: with all of our gayda being presented, let's talk about The Way I Loved You. This song is one of the gayest in her discography, A. Mm -hmm. One of her best use of bearded pronouns, bait and switch pronouns. And it is a banger. It's so good. Yes, yes. It really encapsulates like compet exactly
1: exactly yeah completely it does
0: and i noticed she says i feel perfectly fine in this song too Mm -hmm. and remember when we were talking about mr perfectly fine king of my heart i'm perfectly fine i live on my own like this phrase that keeps coming up and it's just so like mundane yeah it's so you are in love coded
1: Exactly. Uh, you are in love coded exactly. It looks so perfect. Perfectly fine. That's the word that's so key. Is that like Taylor is a perfectionist? Taylor is obsessed with all the small details making things perfect as best as she can be, always her best self. But she still knows her Sagittarius sun and, you know, especially I think her Cancer moon knows deep down to the core that perfect is inherently inferior to the messiness that life can be and so she uses that word when she is trying to like express that things when they're perfect are boring and like I just I love that she uses it whenever she's talking about like She's calling out someone for not being honest with themselves because if things are perfect, they're not real.
0: It's like her sarcasm exactly, perfectly fine like those are that's like a oxymoron, oh, perfect, yeah, what is it perfect or is it fine? It must be neither of those things' cause, yes. like yes, and I also love when she's just like, and I'm comfortable, yes. Uh, I love what I'm like I don't like being comfortable I also am just obsessed with the imagery of this song and how it like picks up so much in the chorus and she's like I miss screaming I miss fighting I miss doing all these like crazy things like and then it slows down so much in the verses because it's just like oh this is comfortable this is fine whatever
1: but then she comes alive in the chorus when she's talking about you not him Mm -hmm. (laughs)
0: exactly so she's like he's sensible he says everything I need to hear he can't see the smile i'm faking i'm comfortable i'm perfectly fine with him but then when it comes to you you were wild and crazy frustrating intoxicating all these crazy emotionally charged words compared to being perfectly fine and comfortable
1: see the thing is is i pair this song in my head with the other side of the door
0: same i actually like feel like they could blend into each other like i sometimes will be like singing the way i loved you and like think that it's the other side of the door i don't know yes i agree
1: oh i'm so glad that you feel that way i think that the other side of the door i was a little disappointed that no one suggested it as a pronoun switch i was just scrolling through this list and i was like oh wait was there even the other side of the door yes Exactly. Um, but that's okay because we can just throw that into the way I loved you. Because, yeah, it's like she just loves being messy. That's like what I mm-hmm. love. Like, that's almost why I think in folklore, it's hard for me to believe that the character she identifies with the most is Betty. Because, like, she loves a dramatic, intense. Romance, like she comes alive Mm -hmm. at things being messy, and like the thing that Betty loves so much is the feeling safe and comfortable, like a cardigan. And Mm -hmm. I just like Taylor. Meanwhile, like in this song, like and then on the other side of the door, it's like screaming in the rain. Like it was hard. It was complicated. But like you're you're still all I want.
0: If, if she's comparing that to, like, being with him, then if being crazy, like, fighting relationship is better than being with him, then what does that... Exactly. ...show us about her feelings for him? Do you
1: know what I... Like, no, completely. It's clearly,
0: clearly not there for her. Yeah. The other side of the door, it's in the bridge, right, where she says, with your face and the beautiful eyes, the conversation with the little white lies... And then she says, was she worth this mess after everything in that little black dress?
1: Hello, Tim McGraw. Yeah.
0: Right. Right. Where she, like, confirms that she's
1: in the jeans. Yes. Oh, my God. And the other person's in the little black dress. Like, I just. Okay. So, like, was she worth this mess? Like, doesn't that just sound like something that, like, adults in her life or, like, an authoritative figure in her life would be like oh was she worth it like you almost like not being a star like was this actually worth all the mess that you've made and taylor still being like yeah literally everything is waiting for me on the other side of the closet door
0: such a good interpretation and so accurate and then her, like, because it's in the end of the song when she's reminiscing about all these things, and then the was she worth this mess is kind of, like, interrupting it. Like, it's like, I could see that replaying in her head, too. Do you know what I mean? And
1: yes. Then- yeah. And just wanting to immortalize that sentence because she's thinking to herself the whole time, yes, she was fucking worth this mess. Absolutely, she's worth this mess. Like, yes. Yeah. yeah. she was. So like that's why that echo that phrase echoes in her mind I think. And then of course like I'm a mess but I'm the mess that you wanted coming up mm-hmm. like when she feels like maybe you know maybe she gets to be someone's mess and like what that means. Ugh. I just love messy Taylor so much. Me too. She's been so
0: like careful lately yes. that like I just know that she's going to do something crazy. Yes. Yes,
1: yes, yes, yes. Oh, God, I hope so. I will say, though, as someone who's 30, I do think that she might never do something messy again because it's hard to be messy when you're in your 30s.
0: So true. (laughs) It's very tired. Even if it's just, like,
1: messy, though.
0: (laughs) Even if it's, like, a staged messy.
1: Oh, God, we love a staged messy. Peak drag. Right,
0: right. A staged messy. I I don't know. A Karma album? And, like... (laughs) Oh, well, that's the thing. Maybe that's reaching.
1: No. I mean, can you imagine if she'd had a little mini rep era being like, all I think about is karma.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Another one from debut, though, that people mentioned is our song. We did talk about already, but she does say I didn't kiss her twice and then says I didn't kiss him one time. So she's from the man's perspective, mostly in our song. Right. Yeah. Yeah, she is. Not, yeah, and she opens the song with like his car. He's got a one hand feel. Da da da. But then the chorus is our song is the way you laugh. Da da. I didn't kiss her and I should have. Like, I mean, I remember singing this when I was a kid and feeling like, ooh,
1: Like I was like, <laughs> ooh. <laughs> That's the thing. You know? Yes. Like when you're singing it, you're like, it's oh like, yeah. i I supposed to say that? Like- exactly. Yeah. When you're just singing it, you're like, oh, yeah, because it's from the man's perspective. So it's like I'm singing a song written by a boy. Like whatever. But like that's really the links that compet will go into our little minds. And like um, in general, like heteronormativity really putting mm-hmm. the expectation that, like, if a girl is is talking about kissing a girl, she's she's uh just quoting her boyfriend.
0: <laughs> right. Exactly. And it's also, like, the same mentality of why, like, the reverse engineering of why gaylers take such note of it, too. Of, like, if she's writing from a man's perspective, there's a reason. She's not just, like, and she does it over and over again. I
1: know. It's not,
0: like... Just once or twice that it was, like, a cool song from a man's perspective, whatever. It's time and time again that she's saying, and you said, and he said, and you said. And I know she's, like, storytelling, too, but, like, she just loves to say what the men say. Yeah, exactly. One of my
1: favorite ones, Love Story. (sighs) Yes, yes. Very similar to our song in what it does.
0: I love when she's, like, you were Romeo and you were throwing pebbles. Like, I don't know. It's so very, like, assigning roles of, like, yeah. when you're a kid or, like, when you're younger with, like, your queer girlfriends and you're like, oh, that's me and that's you. You know, like, it's, like. Yeah, exactly. Assigning roles because you can't you can't just assume that this other person is Romeo. You have to state. You were Romeo. If it was about a man, she wouldn't have to explain that he was Romeo. Mm,
1: Obviously, yeah. if she's
0: singing about Romeo and Juliet, he would be Romeo. Right? Like, Yeah.
1: No, you're really
0: right. Imagine her singing to a man. And she's already singing about the Romeo and Juliet story. Like, I, Okay, that's the thing.
1: I can go to lengths to imagine Taylor writing as a man, as the man. But when you start Mm -hmm. talking about imagining Taylor singing to a man, now that's where I draw the line. I literally cannot picture it. I literally cannot picture her singing love story to a man. Like, it gives me the ick thinking about it. And I cannot stress enough how much thinking of other girls singing to men does not give me the ick. Like, I'm not just being gay right now. <laughs> it's it's not a gay thing. It's no. a Taylor thing. Exactly. If you know, you know. If you know, you know. At this point, that's all I can tell but you guys. But that's exactly why.
0: Us <laughs> just making things up here on the Archer's Pod. I feel like that should be our tagline. Just making things up. Yeah, exactly. Because that's what people tell us. Exactly. <laughs> that's what people
1: say. <laughs> our shaking off era. <laughs> Every moment that creeps down to midnight we're calling it forth. So don't worry.
0: It's like I thought 1989 era started when she dropped Wildest Dreams Taylor's version. So mentally I've been in 1989 era, but now that I actually get to live in that moment, it's giving. Like I'm I never thought the day would come. Speaking of nineteen eighty
1: nine. Style or Wildest Dreams?
0: Oh, I have both of them here. Okay. Which one you want to do first? Let's do style. Tell me what your reactions were to Style when it came out. Oh, because you know I
1: loved Style when it came out as a very... See? Me too. It was addicting. Yeah, it was so addicting. So hot. Lizzie and I were like shaken because Style was like the first like sexy song. I mean, her saying like tight little skirt. Like, I'm so sorry, but that is like unreal hot. And like from Taylor... Like, so unexpected, especially in 2014. Like, so, so, so unexpected. Oh, yeah. And especially after Shake It Off. I mean, exactly. One of the most, like, sexless songs ever. Uh Why does she choose the singles she does? Why do her singles... Like, she really tried, I feel like, to not be famous. Because the Shake It Off breakdown of... Okay, no. It it has to go back to even before the the sh- the Shake It Off breakdown. Going back to we are never ever getting back together, so he calls me up and he's like I still love you. And then in, and then Shake It Off has of course my ex man brought his new girlfriend. Oh my god, I want to throw up. And then Reputation had well, I used to be very upset about the old Taylor can't come to the old phone now. right now. Now I want that written on my gravestone. I do now love Look What You Made Me Do, and I think that it should be immortalized. And um, that so-called cringy part is actually one of the most precious lyrics in the world to me now. But, you know, regardless, it was very crazy to hear Shake It Off and hear that absurd little cheer And then hear Style and be like, I'm sorry, is this one of the best songs I've ever heard in my life? Yeah. And it still holds that title to this day. Exactly. It really does. And when she says, I heard you've been out and about with some other girl. And then laughs and says, I've been there too a few times. I, as you know, thought to myself, wow, that's queer baiting Taylor not even luckily in 2014 i don't think queer baiting existed as a concept with that phrase at least thank god what a beautiful time it was mm. but yeah peaceful at the time so much peace <sighs> that's true um yeah so like hearing that i just was like she doesn't even know how gay she sounds like that was kind of on my worst day that's what i thought and then on my best days when me and lizzie were like do we like taylor now like secretly to each other eight years ago at like on those days i'd be like if only she was queer if only she did have a single gay bone in her body maybe she would understand how queer these lyrics sound so that's style to me that's style to me
0: boy do i have a podcast for you (laughs) eight years ago katie and lizzie (laughs)
1: That would be amazing if time something. travel existed. If time travel exists, please go back to 2014, Katie, and make them listen to The Archers. Oh, Madison, too. You're too young to listen to The Archers eight years ago. Yeah,
0: probably. But I still would have. Uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> Shout out to all of our 14 year old listeners. Whoa! And it's still—I never got sick of it. No, it's just one of those. It's just one of those songs. Like you get butter. You get chills when it comes on in the store. When it comes on in the store, do you ever think, think that it, I'm an alien? I love when it comes
0: on. Sometimes, yeah, yeah, especially the food one. The food that one?
1: really. Got and me. just now, when I was like, "What do humans do?" Oh, yeah, when you're in the store, go to the store. When you go to the stores, where does music play? <laughs> yeah, you'll learn Earth stuff. You know, someday.
0: When this song came out, which was eight years ago, I just like had the epiphany after Katie already said it like four times. It finally clicked. Um. I was obsessed with this song, obviously, and this wh- song was the catalyst for me learning more about, like, music, the music industry, pop music, the, like, science behind pop music and pop culture. Like, very much this started my anthropological journey into pop culture. And I can't just, like, stress
1: that enough. Journey. Wow. Like, this is why
0: I'm in... I guess you could connect this to being why I'm an anthropology major to this song. And I would.
1: I would connect it to that.
0: And it's because I couldn't stop listening to it. And I thought, there has to be crack in this song. There is something to this song scientifically and to pop music. Because at the time, I was really into pop and, like, always trying to find the good
1: new pop artists. Uh, Like, whatever. How could you not be?
0: Right. Like, it was the time of, like, Halsey and, like, Melanie Martinez. Wait, I'm so sorry.
1: Eight years ago was the time of Halsey.
0: That was when I was listening to Halsey. That's the thing. I was like very into these like pop artists because I knew that they were going to be like big. And I was like, I want to be the first one because I was a teenager. So I was like, I'm going to listen to the underground. I love that. It's so interesting. But that's why this song, I read an article about it and the formula of the song. And it broke down how pop music does like these formulaic things to make it catchy. And I like went down this rabbit hole wow 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 of like pop culture in general because i was like why are things popular like why is this pop album why does this have such a grip on me like 1989 really struck me to my core particularly style i literally googled like why is the song style so good or something
1: like so stupid because i was like i don't know how else to put it (laughs) yeah i love that that's so cute i mean it really is that good of a song like i have nothing else to add to that It really is good, and I've felt that way for eight years.
0: (laughs) Exactly. That's why I'm so glad to hear that even as, like, a quote-unquote hater, like, you were still vibing to this
1: song because it's just that good. Well, you know, that's the kind of, like, I feel like this podcast simultaneously is a deep dive into what it means to be a hater, and... I think part of being haters, anyone with haters will tell you, is that you are obsessed with them, and like you do get a fundamental rush from the the things that whoever you hate is producing. Right, like there's an emotional release of some sort, exactly. And like, I think to me it was because I did love her music so much. I loved some of her music so so much and I hated some of her music so so much. So like how that combination Mm -hmm. it makes literally addictive.
0: Right. And then you also just hated her public persona and the conversations happening around her. So it just like even fueled that more because it's like I hate you and I love your music, so I hate you more. Oh sickening. Crazy what misogyny does. Oh yes. Yes. Truly.
1: Yes, yes, because yes,
0: yes, yes. is that not the whole baseline of misogyny too? Like, I love women so much that I hate them. Not actually the mental. That was not a great way to word that. But no, but I think you're right. I think like it's yeah. like I love you, and you don't. You're not ideal for what I yeah. want you to be, so I hate you.
1: Exactly. Yeah, like the holding women up to lit like impossible standards. And even if they're not impossible, exactly. like it's, they're still so much higher than any standards for a man at any point, mm-hmm. even a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like when you get to the point, like when a person gets to their point and they're like deprogramming misogyny journey where they start to apply the same standards to the men in their life as they have the women, mm-hmm. like the men in your life leave your life like mm-hmm. literally you almost have like no one standing and that's when you have to in turn lower your standards for women instead because like it's just impossible the standards that we hold ourselves and each other up to it's crazy and i am
0: glad we're bringing this up again i know we probably bring it up every episode, every episode but like yeah. our first episode we really we really got into it of like just how crazy taylor's relationship with the public is and the misogyny Surrounding it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, going
1: back to pronouns though, now that we, after we, yeah, back to style. Yeah, back to style. Like, I just, it's fascinating the way he change, she changes he and you.
0: I had never actually like broken it down, but the first verse is you come and pick me up, no headlights. You da 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 da. The chorus is still, you got that Jamesine, you da 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 da. Second verse is where he's introduced. Yes, exactly. And that's where it's he, so it goes. And then he's introduced. He can't keep his wild eyes on the road. Yes. And so it goes. Katie, what were the four songs that So
1: It Goes is featured in? Okay. Do you remember? I do, yes. Okay, so it's Style, The Very First Night, So It Goes, and So It Goes, You Are in Love. Exactly. So So It Goes will always, to me, be a reference to um, Slaughterhouse-Five by Kurt Vonnegut. It's like a very famous quote, like that's repeated over and over again in that book. And essentially, it's like a way to move past a painful experience, like having heartbreaking, earth shattering pain occur the only way that like we as people can continue living because like ultimately like that is uh, crucial like no matter what heartbreak we experience we have to keep living the kind of like very dry way that kurt vonnegut will transition to something that happens after is so it goes so that to me like says like it's very literary um it could Mm -hmm. definitely mark a transition into a story like this is how the Mm -hmm. story goes insert story here
0: right right that's how i've always seen
1: it yeah but you could also say it in the context of the book that it is marking a like significant heartbreak and that the first verse and the second verse are about different things
0: and marking the heartbreak too is interesting because the song is about breaking up getting back together so it's like here's the first verse here's the chorus oh we broke up oh here's but so it goes here we go again he's you know
1: yes exactly
0: i have always thought of it as like so it goes here's the novel here's mm. the fiction here's the legend like i didn't even know that it had a negative connotation but the way that you described it is almost like minimizing a bad experience by being like Well, so it goes, da-da-da. Or, like, long story short.
1: Exactly. Yeah, so I think that's very interesting. Like, it's hard to not pair all four of those songs together as, as being tied together. Especially So It Goes on Reputation. Like, I always think of that. Now that we have the very first night in Red Era, theoretically written in Red Era, and then style and then um the actual song so it goes in reputation like i feel like that those three songs feel very linked to me uh for sure so it's so interesting to that she uses these phrase and these like symbolism to link uh a, like stories across time
0: and if not linked by like the subject of the song at least linked by what she's talking about in the song like the context of it of like the feelings so it goes but yeah that's style it's all you except for like that one verse pretty much but the person looking like james dean is not he it's you so <sighs> wow he said what you heard is true but i can't stop thinking about you and i
1: So it's so funny because I never read that. uh, I never heard that. Excuse me. I never heard it as um, I keep thinking about you and I. I've always heard it as I keep thinking about you. And I say I've been there too a few times. Oh. Because I guess the line would end on you. Yeah. But she
0: does say you and I. And then I said I've been there too a few times.
1: Yeah. But it's like an I... I, like it's like the stuttering. While we're on
0: 1989, I I listened to it in full today while driving. Every fucking song has a uh 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 or like a uh 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 like exactly all the eyes. It's always I I I. And someone was it you? Someone told me it sounds like a confessional tape. Like she's like confessing something when she's like, especially the beginning of I Know Places when it actually plays like a tape. I know places.
1: Yes, yes, and.
0: I can't unhear it. It sounds like she's confessing to a crime.
1: You know what's what I really want to get into? Like, what I think is, like, the cream of the crop of this? Forever and always. People kept saying forever and always over and, and Katie, over Katie, I don't know why. I don't know either. Thank you. I was really hoping you could shed some Maybe light Maybe we on it. look at them together
0: because I barely found anything. So I don't really, I didn't understand why so many people, be- I never even candid that one as, like, a pronoun moment. So I have no idea. We'll just fall down the rabbit hole, I guess, Um, since we just did style, you know? Yeah, I love that. Long story short, she's all about you. She's all about you, obviously. But the only time she mentions he is, long story short, it was the wrong guy. So again, a mention of a man being still negative. Wrong guy. And then later on, of course, she says he's passing by, rare as the glimmer of a comet in the sky, Which we kind of made an amazing point with her literally being like the pronoun he, rare as the glimmer of a comet in the sky. Don't even worry about it. It'll be. Yes. It'll be the needle in the haystack of she, her pronouns on my albums from now on. (laughs) Don't even worry.
1: (laughs) She's all about you. Exactly. She's all about you now. And he feels like home.
0: And then she says if the shoe fits, walk in it everywhere you go,
1: which is also negative. Well, if the shoe fits, like, that's what people don't realize about that line. Like, that you say if the shoe fits when you are, like, being sarcastic and kind of petty. I mean, I feel like the phrases that she's using all the time to denote happiness and comfort are ultimately negative. Like, if the shoe fits is very, you know, accusatory, essentially. Um, When you think of the context of, like, what it means for the shoe to fit. And then, of course, in... London boy when she says babes don't threaten me with a good time like that sounds like she is like oh my god like what a good time but the phrase don't threaten me with a good time is something you say when you're like that it's sarcastic and Exactly, so it's, you know I love a London boy Now, that's something that. That's another one no one suggested, London boy, even though it has insane he Mm -hmm. and you pronouns. Yeah, there wasn't a lot of lover suggested, and I feel like lover
0: is heavily packed. Though we will get to I Think He Knows, which is a great one.
1: Yeah, I'm really excited to get into I Think He Knows, yeah.
0: Yeah, but that's pretty much all, in long story short. It's just the fact that she's all about you, but he only comes up as a glimmer of a comet in the sky, as the wrong guy, or as. If the shoe fits.
1: So it's just kind of like. Yes. Again, mundane. Um, Okay. So the thing that's so interesting about forever and always, because as far as where he appears, it only appears in flashback to when he said forever and always. And I stare at the phone. He still hasn't called. So. There are some he's there and then made you run and hide like a scared little boy. Um, So there are like things that make it be like, oh, she's talking about a man love interest. But something that drives me insane about the song is that it goes from I stare at the phone. He still hasn't called. And then you feel so low. You can't feel nothing at all and you flash back to when he said forever and always and it rains in your bedroom everything is wrong it rains when you're here and it rains when you're gone cuz i was there when you said forever and always does that not sound like she is with her best friend going through a breakup being like why like basically the plot of you belong with yeah. me and like 15 like how she she's was, like. I with wrote her. this because
0: Abigail was going through. This also just sounds like cowboy, like me, waiting by the phone, and mm. forever's the sweetest con. Oh. Like I don't know when you were like reading, and oh my and God. then I've been thinking today about flashback and her use of that because flashback when you met mm-hmm. me, your buzz cut, my hair bleach. Yes. Flashback here to yes, when he said is. forever and always. And then also in, um, is it mine or ours when she says flash forward and we're taking on the world together? Yes. yes. Like, it's, I don't know. I always think when I was thinking about it today, I was like flashback and flash forward sounds like such a made up movie concept that it's like a part of like, so it goes or like flashback. Here's my story. Are you guys ready for the timeline?
1: Like you're so listen, flashback to this relationship, like Wow okay I really love that and I love the comparison to Cowboy Like Me I never ever thought of that that's why your encyclopedic knowledge is so fucking necessary I have to break down what is in my head because this is like I'm having an epiphany okay so picture Taylor and her friend her girlfriend her like best friend that's a girl sitting in the living room together Taylor stares at the phone he still hasn't called okay so her and her best friend are waiting on her best friend's ex who just broke up with her to call and that's like all her friend can do because she's so consumed with like this breakup and then you feel so low You can't feel nothing at all. So she's talking to her best friend. Like, you feel so low. You don't even want to feel anything. Like, you're really hurting right now. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. And you flashback to when he said forever and always. So her friend is like, I just keep thinking when he said forever and always. And then Taylor's describing, like, it's raining in your bedroom. Everything is wrong. Like, everything's very sad. And then Taylor's now talking about her own internal landscape. And she says, it rains when you're here and it rains when you're gone. Like, it's so hard because it's so sad when you're here because you're just so hung up on this boy. But um, when it's you're also gone, sad. it rains because I miss mm-hmm. you so much. Like, it's hard to be with you, but it's also hard to be without you. It sounds like clean too. And then transitions. I mean, exactly. Transitioning to, because I was there when you said forever and always talking about like, we were going to be friends Right. Like you're, you're
0: reminiscing on his flashback of when he said forever and always. Well, you also said that to me and I feel that way about you. So
1: yeah. And guess what? I'm still here for you. So please don't be so sad about him. This is forever Whoa, and always.
0: that's awesome. Katie, that's such a good interpretation. Is that what people, I don't know if that's what people meant. Like by the, I still don't get the pronouns of it all, but like you made the story make sense. Is that what the story was all along and I just didn't get it? I think so.
1: Like, I really think that that's the only way that he, you, and I make sense. It's exactly the same as um, you right. are in love, where it's he, you, and mm-hmm. I. I and you are the couple and he is, you know, him. And then also when it goes into like a scared little boy, I looked into your eyes. She's the scared little boy. Whoa. She is feeling like a scared little boy because (gasps) like, I'm sure that that's how she's. And the line before that
0: is, did I say something way too honest? Did I make you run and hide? Honest and then she's like now run i'm a scared little boy looking into like your a- eyes because i made you run and hide and now i feel weird exactly oh my god
1: exactly what's the bridge of this song i'm like keep going what else do we got oh back up baby back up did you forget mm-hmm. everything Back up, baby, back up. Did you forget everything? Because it rains in your bedroom. Everything is wrong. It rains when you're here and it rains when you're gone. Because I was there when you said forever and always. And just like he didn't mean it, you didn't mean it either. Exactly. Exactly. Wow. Exactly. It's like an ultimate friendship breakup, like super jealous over your best friend's Holy boyfriend. shit. Thank you so much. Can we cut that interpretation out for a TikTok? absolutely?
0: That can be our first TikTok. Just when I think that I can't find another way to hear a song, like you prove me wrong. Someone on the Reddit
1: proves me wrong. Like I just, I'm so. I love our community so much. It takes a village, right?
0: It does. I love Taylor's writing for being cryptic enough for us to even have so many ways to see it and things to codes to crack like this. Yes, yes. Such beautiful writing. It's everything my little English teacher heart like core wants. Exactly. Same here. Exactly. Thank you for suggesting "Forever and mm. no Always." I never thought of that as like a even Gayler song really because
1: yes. I. Yes. And now I think it's shot up to the top of my list as, like, one of the most interesting, untapped Gailer songs. It's, song. like, dense. Yeah, dense. It is dense, yeah. for sure. Yeah. There are no gymnastics involved for mm-hmm. me interpreting that song. It's literally just reading line by line. Exactly. That's why it's, like... It's like a poem, essentially. You just have to yeah. read
0: it and look at every little part, mm-hmm. like...
1: And once you read it, you are like, "Oh, it's not confusing." She's talking about three separate people. Yeah,
0: then you know exactly it's you, I, uh,
1: and he. <laughs> another
0: really dense one, <laughs> honestly. I think is I think he knows. I
1: completely agree. And That's another song, one that your interpretation. This is my yeah, song.
0: another one that your interpretation literally like changed my whole and like broke down things
1: in my head. Like, genuinely, so good. Well, yes, I mean, like, I think. Did we talk about I think he knows on a Patreon episode? Because I definitely have done a breakdown of it, but I do think it was on a live stream yeah. of a patro- of our Patreon. Yeah. Um okay, so essentially I think I think he knows is about a like consensual bearding relationship where Taylor is essentially very happy. That she has this like best friend, this guy best friend, um, that is like very sweet and like, you know, a, has a boyish look, like really the aesthetic that she wants in a guy, um, you know, very like Justin Timberlake, like baby faced, like blonde, like the classic Taylor, perfect muse, boy love interest. Perfect Muse. And she, like, he has her heart skipping down 16th Avenue. And 16th Avenue is a music row in Nashville, a.k.a. on her way to the recording studio, where she has to, like, put out uh, the music that her fans are expecting and, like, the world is expecting. And that the label's Yeah, that
0: these record labels that are on 16th Avenue...
1: Exactly like him and like his love and and their relationship has her being able to skip happily down 16th Avenue in Nashville to be the pop star Taylor Swift. But like she doesn't want him. She wants you and she doesn't have to tell him I think he knows because like yeah he's aware of what their arrangement is like I've got a boyfriend he's in the club right. doing I don't know that's what that's her
0: original I think he knows <laughs> that's his original I think he knows cause you can totally imagine it too like yeah. her hitting on someone and then being like okay but what about him what about Joe right. Yeah, exactly. what she's about your boyfriend like, I want you I don't have to tell him. He I, knows. Like,
1: I think he knows. Like, don't
0: even worry I think about he it.
1: Knows.
0: And the way she emphasizes, Ugh.
1: "I want you," in the same in the same breath as, "I want you," and I ain't gotta tell him. Mm-hmm. And the whole song she's using, he he
0: he him him him, and then I want you,
1: you, I want you. Oh. And then she, in the bridge, which is the most, like, emotionally resonant part of it, she doesn't use he at all until it breaks into the chorus again.
0: Such a good bait and switch. Chef's kiss.
1: So good. I love that bridge so much. Mm -hmm. Talk about another, like, sexy Taylor moment. Yeah,
0: truly. Something I thought about today when I was picturing this song, the whole first verse of, like, his footprints on the sidewalk lead to where i can't walk i go there every night it's like think of a snow covered sidewalk his footsteps to her girlfriend's door she can step in his oh. footsteps so that you can't trace her footsteps <gasps> to the door in the snow i think he knows his footprints on the oh sidewalk God. lead me to go to where i can't walk but i still go there every night because i can step where he stepped i can go where he goes
1: he is literally her like he is the key that allows her to get away with things and to be like invisible essentially the key to her birdcage her gilded (laughs) birdcage her gilded birdcage that's right yeah Ugh. yeah exactly
0: but that imagery like drove me insane and i think he knows yeah he does know
1: yeah I feel like that's such a beautiful interpretation because like everything that I was saying about the song feels very literal, but the artistic and the like the poetry of his footsteps leading to where taylor wants to go like i love that because like obviously the little like visually you can picture it but it's also just like a beautiful metaphor about how like she has to go everywhere with him Mm -hmm. like it's heartbreaking and devastating like if you're thinking of it as bearding but
0: it's also just a beautiful and so thoughtful like it's a beautiful way to put their relationship honestly
1: yeah exactly
0: we love a positive he him pronoun usage. Finally. Exactly. Oh, the other thing, she says bless my soul. She's like, I want you, bless my soul, like committing uh, a classic. sin. Bless my soul. So dramatic.
1: You know what? You I my life has changed since you brought up in our song how she literally has to pray. As soon as she says the word her. So literally like, bless my soul, Mm -hmm. but I do want you. And I think he knows. What if he is God? (laughs) What if he is God? Is God. And I ain't got to tell him. I think he knows.
0: (laughs) He better lock it down or I won't stick around.
1: Okay, well, maybe that doesn't make us what no, sense. No, but it kind of does. <laughs> the cat, the Catholic Church, better step its pussy up, or I am walking out.
0: Or else now. I'm gonna be gay. Bless my soul. Yeah, bless my soul. <laughs> wow, what a whirlwind! Forever noise and, and I think he knows, are so dense. Like they, on the surface, are not. They
1: really are, and that's
0: why they're so dense.
1: No. Exactly. That's what she always does. Mm -hmm.
0: Maybe we should get into um, ready for it, which we did talk about. Ready for it, I think, before. But essential pronoun usage is here. One of the first that I noticed, like on my own.
1: It's key. Exactly. If the way I loved you is like the blueprint for he and you, ready for it is the like magnum opus
0: even with the like build up in the chorus like with the different two different sounding sounds for the different verses and like ready for it is the way i loved you's like slutty sister yes exactly and she opens up the fucking album with it is the best part knew he was a killer first time that i saw him you know damn well her would rhyme better with killer knew she was a killer. First time that I saw her. Uh, That's so cute. Addictive. Right? And then it's like he in the verses, and again, you should see the things we do in the middle of the night in my dreams. Like, it's you. He's, he's a killer. He's uh, Robber Phantom,
1: Elizabeth Taylor. A jailer. Jailer. He's a jailer. Jailer. I'll never get over the fact that Taylor Swift and Joe Alwyn is jailer. And in the music video for "Ready for It," she screams in agony the word "jailer" while in a glass, she's trapped in a glass box, a glass cage, begging to be released. Talk about prison abolition, jailer. <laughs> That's Taylor right. being That's an great. abolitionist. <laughs> yeah. Yes.
0: Oh my God! Me yes. trying to find Slaking, grass Taylor. at straws for like
1: <laughs> any. Any, any moral code. Like uh, remember remember that time that you thought that I'll Bet You Think About Me was Taylor communist coding?
0: <laughs> Holy shit. Because <sighs> first of all, the whirlwind of like I forgot that I thought that and like I genuinely I did. Yeah. Um Yeah. Into Yeah. Speaking of jailers, Ivy, um, the man, the male pronouns in that song are sound like he's a jailer. And yes, that would exactly be the only male pronouns in that song. Yeah. But that's what's so frustrating about evermore pronouns. When I was counting, because I was like, I can't even count
1: any she/her pronouns in Ivy because it's all you, right? exactly because it's an unofficial
0: which just confirms everything even more because it's like we are all listening to you why are we all thinking it's about a woman if it's it must actually
1: be there's something infused in that you know you know it's so funny that we live our lives like you and I and everyone else in the gayler community are just on the same page that all of this is real and like that we're not we're just analyzing her lyrics like And then we get on this podcast and it's time for us to record. And all of a sudden we just start screaming, being like, why doesn't anyone believe us? Yeah. (laughs) Because it's like, the thing is, is it's so obvious that like you do forget most of the time until you actually have to start making your case that it is something you have to argue still. Like, what world are we living in that this is the unpopular interpretation of Taylor's music? Like, why are, why are they doing
0: this to us? Something really interesting. I know I brought up that I watched the Abercrombie and Fitch documentary um, on Patreon and that Taylor yes. was in it for a yes. second. They, like, used a photo that of her in it because she was, like, one of the big celebrities wearing it, along with Olivia Wilde and, like, a bunch of other celebrities. What also they brought up in that documentary is that all of those images of um, the men and, like, the abs, like, all of the image of Abercrombie all the photos of the models were taken by a queer photographer a gay man and he his gaze wow. you can see the mm. gay male gaze yes. in those photos the minute you know right now you can't unsee it you wouldn't even you're not even looking no, at a picture exactly. of Abercrombie yes. and Fitch but you know they said something so interesting in the documentary they said you wouldn't assume that it's a queer gaze But all of the gay men had Abercrombie posters hung up, all cut out the ads, had them in their lockers. All the gay men shopped there. They had men shirtless standing outside. The CEO was also a gay man. Like, you know, so it's like all of the imagery that they were using to, like, perpetuate this heteronormative white, 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 skinny, skinny, skinny image was all gay men that made it and no one knows that but everyone was on it not just queer people everyone was on it because of the heteronormative image yeah oh
1: my god
0: but yeah they said like literally a quote that could have applied to taylor that was like once you know that it's made by a queer person you can't unsee it
1: yeah you can't unsee it yeah no and it's exactly like that for her music like that's if you know you know like i do wonder if in our second season we're gonna come back with less like, maybe we should try to work on actually cultivating, like, the fact that we don't need to convince anyone because she has told us a million times. Yeah. She's telling us always her art speaks for itself. It is queer and we're not wrong for interpreting it this way. No, yeah. And we're not wrong for being obsessed with her and, like, her queerness because she's speaking something that is so visceral and obvious to us all and like i'm sick of pretending and and like feeling like i have to convince people of it all the time that's
0: why i don't respond to tiktok comments and that's why i never really have because i've always just been like if i was doing something wrong i would have to defend myself but i'm not doing anything wrong so there's no use in me even defending myself but yeah i think i i get Sometimes on the podcast, I I do feel like I'm convincing someone.
1: And it's like, no, everyone listening is already convinced. (laughs) I know. I know. I mean, hopefully, I mean, hopefully, as we always say, like, we want the archers to be validating for people and like validating of feelings that they don't see expressed elsewhere. But I also hope that like our anger and our pain sometimes it does feel, does like resonate. It also validates
0: people. your anger. Right. Precisely. Yeah. Cause I'm sure we all get defensive in that same way of like always feeling like you have to defend even like a theory to the gayler community. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's like, yes, exactly. Yeah. How you get the girl. No one even um suggested that one. I don't think. It's so obvious. Then maybe that's why. Yeah.
1: Well, that's the thing, too. It's like we always argue that you is talking about her love interest. And that's kind of like what people like. People don't. People do assume that how you get the girl is talking to her love interest And we take that song to be how many other people take you. Like, for example, okay, let me just pull up Forever and Always again. In Forever and Always, it says, I stare at the phone, he still hasn't called, and then you feel so low you can't feel nothing at all. So, Hettlers, Swifties hear that, and they think... Oh, she's just talking in second person, but, like, using the universal you to mean, like, I statements. Which is, of course, something people do. Like, I think I, I do it all the time. Like, we all do it I all think the time. she
0: does it in How You Get the Girl. But it's...
1: Exactly. <laughs> I think she's doing it in How You Get the Girl. I personally don't think... That she ricochets between I and you to mean herself. I think that if she uses the word I, she's talking about herself and you mean someone else. That's just
0: proper writing. Because if she meant.
1: I used to get in trouble at school for writing like that, being like I, you. She wouldn't do that. And it's like really rude to her writing to assume that. And that's another thing that I think is so interesting with the very first night, is that people will criticize it that it's not grammatically correct if she switched from it, but in the context of the song, it actually literally would not be grammatically correct because she's talking about what they don't know, and then in the final one, when it's actually saying you, like that makes sense. I'm I'm the one. I'm the the one
0: whispering to the person. Yes.
1: Per- to the person to not referencing they they're talking about they mm-hmm. yes so like that again makes sense in context the forever and always makes zero sense in context
0: when you also think of it and how you get the girl it's like you can't write like think of like a how-to guide you can't write a how-to guide without having done it yourself and she always, like, not always, sorry, in the one interview. Oh,
1: my God. You when they really asked spelled her, it out for me. Like, when then. they
0: asked her, like, talk about how you got the girl, like, blah, 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 blah. And she's just like, er, uh, it's like how you get the girl back, like a guide for da, 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 da. And it's like, how are you writing a guide for how to get the girl?
1: Yeah, I've been dragged for not liking that song so much. Um, but I do think that I'm going to love Taylor's version of it. I'm ready to embrace it.
0: Oh, one that we probably could do a whole episode
1: on is All Too Well, the 10 minute version. Do you think that we will ever do a whole episode on All Too Well 10 minutes version? No. It might be interesting to do the one year anniversary of it oh as a whole episode and just
0: literally break it down because i have theories about that song it's so cryptic
1: yeah i feel like though i thought let's do that let's let's do that in november imagine for us for the like one year anniversary reading it Archers. through like
0: we read forever and always i feel like we would really understand a lot look forward to it everyone in six months <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> exactly <laughs> that's about how long it takes for us to manifest well not always sometimes it's three weeks <laughs> this love
1: taylor's version comes out exactly (laughs) (laughs) speaking of which that is awaiting us yes
0: uh, let's do that so we are about to listen to this love taylor's version for the first time it's past midnight and we are about to click play and we will have our reactions momentarily
1: here we go and luckily on the patreon we will be able to include it which is great are you fucking I, kidding me? Okay, well for, my first response is that I love I love that more than the original. Like I loved that version so much.
0: I haven't felt that way
1: about a Taylor's version song.
0: Exactly the
1: same. I liked Wildest Dreams, but it, it was does give me the rush that this did. They added production and it sounds amazing it swells up in such an intense way (laughs) like it gives full body so that's something just about the song but the fucking rainbows wait i didn't even watch was there rainbows i
0: was not paying attention to the lyric video Wait, what,
1: Madison? You weren't paying attention to the lyric video? I literally
0: was not looking at my screen because I was, like, picturing, like, the song. Like, I was seeing colors. Like, why? So
1: you were very in line with the song Swelling in Colors because at the end when it was echoing this love, it flashed rainbows on the screen, like, pulsing rainbows at this love.
0: Why does she keep doing that? She did that, I think, for the very first night, too
1: lyric video oh i don't i don't know for the very first night but i know for renegade the music video was pulsing by flag colors but now and it in it's message in rainbow colors
0: oh my god and did the lyrics change at all there's something different there was one that i noticed i, I was also like, was tripped out losing in losing grip on sinking ships but the original lyric is losing grips and sinking ships And there was another one that was changed too. I'm going to have to like look at that. I don't know.
1: How much does, how much can we even do a first reaction? Because we need like, like, I need a process to really sink into it. Exactly.
0: Jesus Christ, though. It sounds so fucking good. Like, that was exactly what we
1: described, Haiti. Like, that was exactly what we needed. It really brought in all too well. 10-minute version, like, the ethereal, the, like, heavenly kind of transcendence of it. Like, oh, it was just so good. It was so, so good. I can't wait to see who produced it. Like, the beat, the cymbals, the the synth. The like, swelling! Like, I saw not... The way that it, like, cascades and, like, folds upon itself, like, it just really, like, blooms and blossoms and, oh my god. I just, I'm gonna listen to it on a loop. Like, literally no, me too. on a loop. I'm really speechless. I never in a million years expected her to release the song that I... That has become so important to me over the last few months. Like how many times have we talked about this love. And how I've spent the last few months literally being like this love is my new favorite Taylor song. Like in such an intense way. And for her to release a version of it that somehow builds upon the masterfulness of the original. And it just executes it in an even more like all-encompassing deeply affecting way like how fucking lucky am i it's like an enhanced version of
0: it like literally Yes, it, it just like speaks to the song so much more like the lyrics i think
1: yes it feels like she understands the song And is feeling it in a visceral way. Right, right. It feels visceral as opposed to nostalgic.
0: The ethereal stuff that that was going around. Like, that's what that sounds like. That sounded ethereal. Yes. Yes, Yes,
1: yes, 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 yes. Wow, I feel so good about where we're headed, being gaylers, and, like, where the Taylor fandom is headed. Like, I've had, it's been hard the past couple of months with, like, things, but I'm just feeling really good. Yeah. The rainbows in the Yeah, video? I can't wait till you watch the lyric video. I know I'm gonna watch it back. Finish the episode. Exactly. Oh yeah. Please do, because though you were responding in time to the rainbow swelling, so it never ever occurred to me that you weren't watching the video. Cause you were synced up perfectly with the rainbows.
0: Me stimming to the song being the same Prec- time
1: exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> as if we needed more proof that taylor's neurodivergent yeah as if we needed more proof no oh
0: wow i just i don't even have anything to say i thought that i would have like a big reaction but i honestly am speechless it's so fucking good and i can't wait it's to so listen good. to we're it we're so
1: lucky yeah i just am really grateful for this first season that we did and i'm really fucking excited to come back for our uh next season I
0: can't believe we get to, like, just wrap it up this season with this a Love, Taylor Taylor's song. version. Yes. Completely unplanned. It just happened that we were going to record today.
1: Like, it really is such a blessing. Thank you, Taylor, for everything.
0: And we started the first season around the time Red dropped.
1: Exactly.
0: So it's like, it's been a long six months, as she would say. <laughs> yeah. And how you get yeah. the girl <laughs> exactly
1: <laughs> perfect <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> i can't wait for 1989 era i know uh, what perfect perfect time for our our summer season <laughs> i'm really like when we return we um are going to have a lot to talk about
0: we already have a lot to talk about yes we do what questions should we leave
1: on spotify what is an episode that you'd like to see from us in season two An episode theme And try to make them as creative And specific as possible Because we love little deep dives Into very specific things Right? Like as specific and obscure as possible Mm -hmm. And if you'd like to hear us Do another deep dive into one song Like our New Romantics And our Archer episode Tell us what songs you like to do We've said before how we really want to do A Cowboy Like Me and Peace episode Um, Talking about those two songs in particular, I feel like something that might be interesting since we're a very Sagittarius podcast is if every season we did song analysis of songs that we think encapsulate the Sagittarius spirit.
0: As our first episode.
1: Yes! Should our first episode back be Cowboy Like Me? I think we have to see what happens in the next couple months. Oh, you're so right. We're in 1989 now. Like
0: Exactly.
1: Exactly.
0: I'm still exactly. in December 2020 evermore era. Like I'm, <laughs> I
1: know. I'm I still know. at the restaurant.
0: Like <laughs> That is true. You really are. I'm literally in the corner that I haunt. I'm always in this corner <laughs> when we record.
1: Actually, actually. Oh, my God. That's sick. It is that's sick. Really it's sickening. <laughs> Um, I'm so
0: grateful for the fact that we have done 13 episodes. I'm grateful for my co-host, Katie. I'm grateful for our listeners that make us even like want to keep doing this. I'm grateful for Taylor for giving us some great content to
1: analyze and being such an amazing writer. Me too. I'm very grateful for my co-host, Madison, uh, my sweet, precious angel co-host. I'm very grateful to... Everyone that's come to Gaylord Group Everyone that came to Gaylord Trivia Everyone That messages us All of our patrons Every single one of our listeners Like everyone that has Reached out to us, complimented us Given us ideas Mm -hmm. Like corrected us Literally I just I love you all, I feel very very close to you Mm -hmm. And I feel very like beholden to you and I'm really excited to keep building this little world together and keep like illuminating this world with you Mm -hmm. and um, of course I'm very grateful for, for Taylor like I have had a very up and down journey with her and I really think of April 30th as like a great anniversary for me with my Galerism because that was the first time I lost my mind for Taylor. Um, And I've been losing my mind every day since. And I'm so happy to be doing it. Like She's really worth it. She's very special. She's really doing something special in this world and I'm happy to be her devotee.
0: I was thinking about that earlier. I was like, why not someone else? Why did I choose Taylor to be the one that I You know, there's so many queer artists that do the same thing, so many closeted artists that do the same thing, and even, like, pop artists. But Taylor is such a giant, giant name, such a powerful person, and such a creative, like, writer, like, actually has the, like, talent to do all of these things in a way that should be looked at. And that should be, like, talked about. And I was like, there's no one else that I could even talk this much about. Like, literally.
1: No, No, I I really agree. Like, this feels like we have a podcast about Emily Dickinson. This feels like every week we go to the archives and we comb through the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of text scraps that she left behind and we're searching for meaning because they're poetry and that's what you do with poetry and i'm i never in a million billion years pictured myself in this position that i'm in now even a year ago even as i was losing my mind for her listening to girl in red i never imagined this But it's really, like, transformed me and Lizzie's life. Like, we're different people because of the Gaylor community and because of Taylor. And it's just been amazing. Like, it's really special to end a season of The Archers with you. We are literally The Archers, all of us.
0: I'm kind of sad to be taking a break, honestly. But also... We will not be completely absent from the internet.
1: First of all, we'll still be on Patreon.
0: Yes, we are on Patreon twice a month. We might do a little bit more um, than twice a month on our break, considering it seems like we're entering an era right now and there's going to be a lot to talk about. Go on over to Patreon if you want to listen until we're back with season two. But also, I think we're going to start a TikTok. So yeah, I'll link that in the description. And of course we're always on Twitter, also linked mm-hmm. in the description.
1: You know, keep uh, keep uh, subscribe to us. Um and we will make sure to post on our Twitter and our TikTok when we return for a second season. Definitely this summer. Yes. Yeah, and please keep an eye out for all of the fun things we're doing. I feel like
0: this is like um when you're like trying to hang up the phone with like someone you don't want to hang up the phone with. And you're like,
1: <laughs> okay. I totally know what you mean. Yeah, I don't want to like, hang up the you phone say, our listeners. You yep. say bye. No, exactly. <laughs> Until we see you next time, stay, stay, stay gay for Tay. I know I will. And Tay will be staying gay
0: as well.